0: Comedy, comedy lol oh, wow. podcast network you have to understand that this religion was created by a government and a government is a system of control so what they did was in my opinion what they did was they took this great message of you should live like Jesus and they said yes you should live like Jesus but in service to the state ultimately you know that's you should live in, live like Jesus And that means you have to listen to what our priests say, to what the bishops say, to what the popes say, to ultimately what the king or the emperor at the time says. So they took this message, you see what I mean, and they stapled on so grossly that thing of control. So, you're thinking to yourself, what's that have to do with me today and... Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Brandon Bonanza podcast. I'm really excited today because today is kind of um, just out of the blue. This is a totally random bonanza. It's a random, random bonanza. Okay, I'll stop. Um, What I want to talk about today is my journey, my journey, and why I believe what I do today and what I had to go through to get there. So I started off in my earliest memories are in Catholic church, and I remember going to church, and I remember actually enjoying church and enjoying all the stories. I went to uh, Catholic school, so the stories of Jesus and the apostles and all the parables, and I really loved all the stories. I was actually an altar boy. My uncle used to take me, um, so my parents would go sometimes, but when they didn't go, my uncle would take me, so I'd go every, every weekend. And then I remember going to school, and I just, you know, it, it's it was boring. I could say that. Like, it was hard to hold my attention. But I remember I loved when they would tell the stories, and when they would talk about all the stories, um, you know, about in the Bible and stuff, and Noah and all that. I loved it, Sunday school. Or actually, I didn't really go to Sunday school until later because I was in Catholic school, so I didn't need to go to Sunday school or just go to church. But then later on, uh, probably about fourth grade, I think it was. Um, I got into going. My mother became a born again Christian. And so I started going to church with her, which was at an Assemblies of God church, if you've ever heard of that. It's a Pentecostal church. Very, people are very, think of, you think of like a Southern Baptist church where people are singing and stuff. It's like that. But people also will speak in tongues. And uh, it's really, <laughs> it's a real shock. It's a lot different. So if you're only used to Roman Catholic, and then you go to this, it's a real shock to the system. But, you know, I loved it because they were so passionate about it. And, you know, I was in fourth grade, man. What did I know? Adults were talking to me. And I was able to have conversations with adults about Jesus. And I was, like, getting these conversations. And I think it's just because I was always so, like, logical. And um, so I'd use my these powers to kind of, like, uh, Instead of like using them to look at the bullshit because I just blindly trusted them because they're adults, you know, why I wouldn't I was like, why would this even be wrong? (laughs) But instead, I was using these these powers to decode what's in the parable. So I was really digging that. And um, I really dug the message. And the problem is the message, you know, I guess we'll get into this a little later, but as a little bit of a foreshadowing, the message is great of Jesus. You know, what he says, his words in the parables he talks about, you know, you can really learn some great lessons. It's just the other things that when they start talking about how you have to be saved and give your life to Jesus and you have to, uh, worship Jesus, you know, instead of follow the path, they don't really talk about that as much. Well, in the, in the Pentecostal thing, it's all about that. You have to follow the path also, but their definition of the path, their interpretation of the path but anyway so i started doing that but i was still going to catholic school so that it was really weird it was very conflicting because you know i I just kind of felt like these guys had the truth here at the pentecostal church and the catholics were like wayward but i would never really try to preach to them i just kind of they told me just to i don't remember if they told me to not say anything or i just was quiet anyway um so then that happened for a few years and then i think we got out of that I believe we stopped going to the church. And then we just went to Catholic stuff. So I still believed all the stuff from the Pentecostal thing. Um, so I basically just thought I was going to hell, I guess. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I was, so I was in and out of my faith. And then I just met friends like in and out of high school who were kind of into that too. So I would be into that and then out of it and then out of it. So then I joined the Marine Corps when I was 18. And in the Marine Corps, they had churches, all different churches in boot camp that you can go to, and one of them was similar to this Pentecostal one. Right? So I used to go to that church and I felt like I like I was saved again. So it was it was crazy, I had another experience. I I don't remember if people were speaking in tongues, maybe, but I do remember that we were like sing all these songs and um you know get get us really hyped up on a Sunday in boot camp. And I mean it was just honestly it was nice to just be somewhere where you're not training and you could just, like, be yourself. And, you know, it's kind of like when you work all week. Think about working all week really hard, you know, insanely because boot camp was nuts. And then you had, like, a one day off where you can go party, but your partying was like going to church and singing and, <laughs> you know, like, dancing around. So um, I, th- I was on that path, like, in and out of the Marine Corps, too, similar to the way I was in, in and out of boot camp. So it's not like I was – This pious person, I was just living my life, and then I would sometimes come in contact with people who were into that. Not as much toward the end, and then I kind of just like gave it up for a while. And I'm trying to think, the next thing I could really remember with it was when I came across this video on the internet, it ruined it all. And this is probably early 2000s, the early aughts, whatever they call it. And it came across this video and it talked about astrotheology and it broke down all the symbolism and it broke down everything you can think of in Christianity, all the motifs, you know, like the virgin birth of Jesus, um, him dying on a cross for three days. And it was it showed how it was all in the stars and how other religions in the past were based on this. So I was like, oh, and it talked about how it was basically a system of control. So I was like, oh, wow. This is all just BS, you know, this is all just crap. So I thought to myself, well, then I guess I'm an atheist, I guess. So I was kind of like an atheist. I just was like, oh, I guess there's nothing. So who cares? And so then I lived my life like that for a while. Just kind of looking into that a little more, but not really. Just very interested in um, all that stuff, but never digging into it really heavily. And then so later on, let's see, move fast forward. I was in that mind frame for a while. Uh, Then fast forward to like the early, like maybe 2012, something like that. I started getting into, in 2013, I started doing comedy. And I started getting into meditation and Buddhism and uh, all that stuff. So I started really getting heavily into that. Started meditating, started reading a lot of that scripture. And I, I didn't think like... I didn't become like I believe that there was this guy Buddha. I mean, yeah, maybe there was this guy that lived or whatever. But I believed in the idea of being in the present and renunciation and all this stuff. And I liked that stuff. So it wasn't like this new thing I believed in where there was like a God I believed in. It was just a new way of thinking that I really liked. And meditation had a lot to do. And it was really just about focusing on the present moment and different analogies to attain enlightenment. Enlightenment is just basically that you know what's up and you're in the present moment as much as you can. Uh, and you know the truth, so that's what that's kind of what it means. Not like you're just this god. Um, so that's what I was working on. And as I progressed, I started doing comedy, started writing, podcasting, all this stuff. And as I did more research, quote unquote research, I was kind of looking more into really history at the time, and I was looking into like government and all this stuff. And I stumbled across Hermetic teachings. So it's like stuff they used to teach in ancient Egypt, apparently. And some say it goes back even further. And I stul- I also stumbled across philosophy and stuff like that. And I was, I really, um, what, what I think really made it work for me was when I found that I was wrong. You know, obviously that's the first thing to do. I had to admit I was wrong. So it was really hard to admit I was wrong when I found out about all that religion stuff, but I was kind of like, you know what? It figures, whatever. It's not like I found out when I was deep in the middle of believing about it. That would have been rough. You know, I was just like, well, yeah, that's, you know, I always had an instinct, especially later in life. That's probably why I stayed away from it, that it was wrong. But this was different because I, I came to the realization because of my knowledge of history. So I was looking at history so much, and then I saw how Constantine in my case so i was i know i grew up roman catholic but then i saw how constantine actually got together with other noble people at the time and created the roman catholic religion as a system of control to control people so they took this great idea of at the time i guess it was like a cult of christ or whatever you want to call it christos the christ jesus um it was this cult but it was based around the sayings of jesus i guess you could say uh these teachings of him which you know like i said is the message is really strong what would jesus do that's actually a really good question to ask yourself because the way he modeled his life path but we'll talk about that later because that's another thing that's highly misunderstood you know you know things like give uh render unto caesar and things like turn the other cheek i'll talk about those that's not what we're talking about um it's more about a model to how to live and how to react with people and and interact with people in society but anyway getting back to constantine he created this system of religion and he used it and what did he do how did he do it and how was he so, so successful well he took this uprising cult of the christ and he merged it with what was currently going on so he took all these he took christ and he made him the center figure of the narrative of a lot of this astro-theology where it comes out to astrology, really. You can place it right on top of that. But he put Christ at the center. He was the one being crucified. He was the one that rose from the dead instead of the sun because really, astro-theology goes all back to the sun. The sun is the um, is the one. So that's why I like to tell people that, especially when I talk about to Christians and Christianity, I'm not trying to... Say that you're wrong about your religion because most of what you believe in your heart, I think, is right. And the reason why people go to church is for the right reason because they want to be good people and they want to live like Christ. But what I'm saying is, they also took this whole other piece and just put it on there. And it's so once you see it, it's so gross. They just stapled it right on. And because you were a child, like, you know, I was a child and we grew up in it, we didn't see it. But now, if you can get away from that, you know, go on a journey. An internal journey is really what I suggest, and then come out and then look at it for what it is. It's really gross, and especially if you look historically, because a lot of the things that were done, quote unquote, in the name of God or Jesus, and a lot of things that are done today in the name of any religion. Anytime someone's murdered, in you know for no reason, it's not a reason of self-defense when they're actually murdered, it's gross. So getting back to uh, so yeah, that's that's what I try to tell people. I want to model my life as the Christ in the Bible did. Not exactly because alright, so I guess that's a, a wrong interpretation, but more to if you go back to what they were talking about um in the cult of Christ, in what Christ kind of represented, what he lived for. That's it's the same thing really as the path of the Buddha. It's very similar. And that's what I want to model my life as. So you as a Christian and me as whatever I believe because my thing is I think we should just all have our own individual beliefs. But that's my own belief still. So you can still do whatever you want and I'm happy. But based on that belief, um, I think that based on the belief that I want to model my life like Christ, we have so much in common. And what me and you have in common as a Christian are the same things that you and other people of other religions have in common, which is such a stronger thing to be bonded over. All right. So to use an analogy of what I mean, I want to say like for my, for example, I'm anti-war and I'm this like you know libertarian anarchist, don't believe in government. But if I find somebody who's a progressive, who's anti-war, I will align with them and go with them to a demonstration and say, hey, listen, we shouldn't be in these wars. There, we are proved we are lied into them. You know, I don't want to like derail this podcast with an anti-war message, but anyway, this is just my message, right? I mean, I'm sorry, this is just what I'm saying. I would ally with that person. So in that same way, I think the unity is so important. And this brings me to my next point, and this is why I want to unify with people because even, you know, when I write stuff about the occult and I write stuff about religion being a system of control, I don't want people who are in these systems of religion, somebody who is, say, a Catholic or any kind of Christian, I don't want them to take offense to this. I'm not trying to offend them. I'm not trying to belittle them and I'm not trying to uh, attack them in any way. What I'm trying to say is I want to unify with you, if you're listening and you're in this religion or whatever, I want to unify on the level of we all want to model our life like Christ. We all want to live in a way of peace and harmony, and not in a utopia, fantastical way, but in a practical way where we can all do it. And I think it's possible, and this this brings me to... The next point where when I do talk about stuff to about the occult and I write about it and I try to explain it to people, sometimes it's really hard to understand because what I'm talking about, you know, again, if you're new to this occult just means hidden and it's all about hidden psychology. And I wrote about this. It's about different psychological techniques that people in power will use these techniques. They employ them to control people and you could see it great example is in the media in the way that the right and the left is split um, you know it's just this you could pick it apart from either side if you just employ a lot of logic you know it's it's. Uh, anyway I don't want to derail this podcast with a political rant either so I'm going to get back to my point which is that if people the people who have a hard time to grasp this idea of occult and I think the reason is it goes back to what I always say. You have to know yourself. So if you are in a religion or if you are do believe in a religion, you have to understand that this religion was created by a government. And a government is a system of control. So what they did was, in my opinion, what they did was they took this great message of you should live like Jesus And they said, yes, you should live like Jesus, but in service to the state, ultimately. You know, that's you should live in live like Jesus. And that means you have to listen to what our priests say, to what the bishops say, to what the popes say, to ultimately what the king or the emperor at the time says. So they took this message. You see what I mean? And they stapled on so grossly that thing of control. So. You're thinking to yourself, what's that have to do with me today in 2020? Well, what it has to do with is whether they mean to consciously or they don't, your religion is, whether they mean to be or they don't mean to be, it's still a system of control. You're, uh, one is still looking externally for that satisfaction. For you know, They're looking externally saying, am I doing this right? You're confessing your sins. To a priest. Now I'm not saying <clears throat> that you shouldn't talk about your problems. You know, I'm not attacking that specifically, but what I'm saying is, yeah, it's okay to talk to your friends and stuff, but you you need to realize that you're responsible for your own actions. That's how this works. I argue that if everybody grabbed that mindset and was able to figure it out, that this world would be a much better place. And that's what I really mean by personal responsibility. People need to realize that you're the only one that can forgive you truly for your sins. i you know, I mean, if you screw somebody over, obviously they have to forgive you. But what I'm saying is, if you don't forgive yourself and you don't realize why you did things and what caused you to do these things and what drove you to, to you know, uh, whatever it is, this addiction or these crimes or stealing or whatever it is, if you can't figure it out then you're going to be lost. And when you do truly figure it out, you can learn from your mistakes. And that's when you can forgive yourself. And that's the only person who can forgive you. And I think this was the true message of Jesus. He says, you know, you have to look within. So what I why, I brought, why I'm brought bringing this up is, and I'm coming back to my point, where you can't see what I'm talking about or what people talk about with the occult is because there is a blind side. There may be a blind side um, or I'm sorry, blind spot inside you. You might not be seeing this because you're part of the system of control. And like I said, it might not. They might not even realize there's still a system of control. People think they're doing good, and I argue they probably are doing good. But what I mean is the mindset, right? You have to think about your mindset inside. If you're a logical person, you know your inner true self, your your unconscious self realizes it's being tricked and that's why on some level you could feel it and there's just something that's not right about it and it's because it's an external system of control and what happens is people in this external system of control will exhibit uh, similar symptoms just like people of the state you know you have people on the right or the left and um, they have cog- they display cognitive dissonance when you bring up a point and they just it's logical, but they don't want to hear it. So they'll argue with you. And my argument is the same thing would happen with people who are highly, you know, or very religious. They're they could see maybe they're like libertarian and they could see where there's a system of control in the state because it's active and it's coming after them and it's actually harming them. But then they don't see this passive one that they're giving into that's a religion because it's voluntary and, you know, because it it seems like it's something good. And like, what do they say? The road to hell is paved with good intentions. Again, I'm not trying to trash your religion or anything, but I'm saying if you realize this, then yes, you could go to church, right? Still go to church and still be around people, and still do good things in the community, but know in your mind that you were the one who can forgive your sins, and that's not blasphemy, because that's what Jesus was trying to tell you, so know that if you do this, you're living how he wanted you to live, he's like, yes, you got it, that's what he's trying to tell people, I'm dying for you, you know, I'm using my life as an example, and then Being killed for it. I'm going to live it until I'm killed. That was his message, right? Or that is the message that they're trying to pass down. So live your life like you're supposed to, even if you're going to be persecuted and killed for it. That's what they're saying. They're not saying group together and hate people. And you could still go to church, but if you know this in your heart, it'll set you free. That's what I'm trying to tell you. And I know I probably sound crazy. So what do I believe? It doesn't matter what I believe. (laughs) As long as... As long as, um, you know, that's, that's the message. Uh, I'm just saying living in accordance with natural law, living in harmony with people, that's the message. And I'm not trying to say, like I said, it's going to be some crazy utopian dream. That's not what we're talking about. We're all just talking about being realistic. And I think it's attainable. And it's only attainable if we have to spread this idea. We can't, you know, you can't elect a, a person To get up there and then just enforce it it's never going to work that way you know Uh, i'm not saying maybe you elect a person who's going to just espouse this message you know but he probably will get shot (laughs) look at what happened to jesus right they crucified him that's what i'm trying to tell you uh so anyway i hope you guys enjoyed this and i like i said this wasn't meant to bash any religion Um, these are the people the people in religion are the people who I believe have the heart. They're the ones who see the need for what's going on. They're the ones who see what's wrong in society and they want to get together and get with people and live like Jesus lived or whatever, you know, religion that they have, they want to live like that person. Um so yeah, I want to be allies with you. I want you to talk to me. What do you think? Maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong. See, this is what I'm trying to tell people. Until you Entertain the possibility that you can be wrong about something. You never know if you truly are. So I try to question things all the time. There's really nothing wrong with it. I mean, it could make you a little paranoid. So <laughs> don't go too crazy. Is what I'm saying. But no, it's it is always really good to question something. Why? Why do you believe something that you did? Uh, you know? Do you did you feel something? Because let me tell you, when I was a born again Christian, I could feel it. Like when I would pray and you know i've seen things i've seen people get healed all right it's crazy i've seen um you know i felt things come through me i've like felt feelings in my body that i felt like was the holy spirit and maybe it was spirit i can't explain what it was but just because i felt it doesn't mean that it's right you know like uh a terrible example i don't i guess that's a bad example but like just because you feel things if something feels good somebody can give you a back massage and it feels good but it's still fucking creepy as hell you know that's what i'm trying to tell you so um yeah anyway <laughs> i think we got lost away off on a tangent there but again i'm not trying to attack your religion or your thoughts i just want to hear from you what do you guys think hit me up at brandon at comedy Um, I know I I made a lot of tall claims there about astrotheology and about religion and stuff. I guess I can find some links to some videos and put it there. Um, If you guys want to hear more about that in the future, I could talk about maybe some of the history of that stuff and where it lines up and all that. Um, A couple of good resources are there's this author named Ralph Ellis, and he wrote this book, Cleopatra to Christ. And it's really interesting. It talks about the bloodline of Julius Caesar and how he married Cleopatra and how she had kid and a, a, a grandson who may be the historical person that we think of as Jesus you know it's very interesting check it out like I said his name is Ralph Ellis and that's Christ of Cleopatra and again the other subject is just Astro theology you can just search it look up videos about it and it explains how, A lot of the beliefs we have, all the holidays that we have, are just superimposed onto pagan holidays. you probably heard that before. But they come from just the stars. It's all superimposed on what's going on upstairs. Uh, That's what a lot of the old, if you hear Jewish Kabbalah, that's what that's all about. That has a lot to do with that. They used astrology hand-in-hand with Kabbalah. And a lot of people think they used astrology, Kabbalah, and tarot together in Egypt. And it wasn't for any kind of real magic. It was just for people to help themselves on a daily basis. They would put out a spread, they look at the stars, they say, hey, maybe this is what I should do today. So, um, you know, it's just been demonized, in my opinion, because I think I've talked about this before, if you are a system of control, such as government, such as religion, in my opinion, uh, especially back then, you know, we're talking ancient religion, there's no way you can't, there's no way one can deny that was not a system of control. So you would want to demonize these things because you wouldn't want people to look to the stars and to tarot cards, which really means they're just looking inside because as above, so below. That's what this means. You know, you're just looking inside for the answers. They want people to look at them. They want people to look up and get their validation from above. So think about that. Where do you get your validation from? That's the question of the day for the brand of Bonanza. Where do I receive my validation? And I'm not trying to, this isn't a judgment. I do it, you know, why do we do some of the actions we do? Why do we perform them sometimes? We're trying to make people happy on some level. We want that validation. So I'm not saying I'm not guilty of it, but if you're conscious of it, then you can become more conscious of it. And sometimes you think, you look at yourself, you're like, oh, I'm so gross. Why am I doing this? But uh, anyway, These are the thoughts that go through the head of a stand-up comedian. I always think that when I'm on stage. Why did I say that? Oh, it's so hilarious to me. But everyone's horrified. Anyway, sorry. had a fun night the other night. Um, Yeah, so you guys, actually, you know what? I'll talk about my open mic. I have an open mic in Bridgeport, Connecticut. So I'm are in Connecticut every Thursday night at Tony's Huntington Inn. At 9 o'clock, we do an open mic. It's comedy. I usually talk shit about war, tell my horrible jokes about when I was in the Marines lovely there are some funny guys there if you are a comedian you want to be on there um you get there around 8 30 to sign up we usually get about 10 to 15 comedians uh this Thursday was a little light we had like nine or eight but it was still fun so um yeah check that out and if you guys want to support this podcast go to comedylol.com could donate money to us you could join us on Patreon this way every month you give us money that would be great you can give us a dollar a month two dollars a month hundred dollars a month you know um let's see what else go to more laws, more also to find this podcast and to find all the articles i was talking about once again that's more laws more and i will talk to you soon
1: comedy lol podcast network